Ashley. How's it going, Meg? We're here. We are here, and I just realized there is a large stink bug here, too. Oh, it's just hey, circling it that light. Circling the light, indeed. Um, I don't... Should we stop it? No. No. I mean, what's it harming? Nothing. It's just really cold you outside. Know, it is making me like look at the light way too much, so I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe... Do you want me to turn on the lamp? Should we start this over? No. Okay. <laughs> but. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get Sorry. Into it. Welcome back to Keep Talking, Keep It Around. Hey. Hey. We're ready. We are Obviously ready. very focused today. You know, it's been a day. Yes. I came over to Ashley's a bit ago, and we had to go get a new um, headset for listening, because Dwight ate Ashley's headphones. Yes, he did. It, I can't fully blame him. I can. Because he plays with springs a lot, and uh, one of the, the cords uh, looked like springs. Cord. Yeah, okay. So he and it was hanging off the, kit, the table, because we have like a little table in the room. Yeah. And he probably was just like, this is just part of what I get to play with today. It's just a toy for me. So... I can't fully blame him, and also he is wildly adorable, so... I can still blame him, even though he's adorable. <laughs> Ashley's yeah. also getting over a little cold, so she's a little scruffy. Yeah, you, it was you last week, me this week. It was probably my fault. Pro- yeah, pro- we were just making out too much, I guess. Uh, uh, we should stop that. <laughs> Before our men find out. Oh, yes. They'll be fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll it's okay. Out. Hey! Well, yeah, so we were talking uh, all about this crazy woman, Linda Hazard. We were talking about Linda Hazard, but before we get back to all that misery, I need you to open your present. Okay. It's right next to you. Other side, girl. Other side. On the phone. Oh, oh my God. I'm having a day. <laughs> and it's okay to have a day. Ooh, a lamp. It's a lamp. Well, you know, I I saw this many times today. Oh my god, did you see that? It was on my mic. Oh my god. Uh, I thought it was going to Do you want to stop and get it? Yeah. Okay. Hold on, let me pause this. Sorry about that. I got the stink bag. We got the stink bag. We got the stink bag. And I threw it out. Oh, the that is a sweet, sweet lamp. That's a pretty cool lamp. Uh-huh. I love the colors. around. <laughs> 
this going to be the continuation of this day? Look at you! I love it! It's so amazing! Isn't it cute? It is so amazing! It's good for our room, right? It's really good. And it goes with our other lamps, so we can just start having soft lighting. Now we can just have soft lighting. Well... I mean, I, I do already change over now. Or, okay, we're kind of in the middle of it. We're so. in the middle of converting. But Oregon, Oregon will be a soft lighting Ooh, a soft expedition. Light. You know, all of my lighting at home is soft light. I'm. I have mixed feelings about soft light. I feel like sometimes things are very much missed in the soft light. You know. But there are probably things that I can miss, you know? That's, that's true, you know? Just a little bit of dirt. Just, yeah, right? You know, the hair on the ground. The, that would make all things a lot easier for me to ignore, that's for sure. That's true. Oh, shoot, I was also supposed to go to Costco today. I'm going to have to go to Walmart tonight. You're going to have to do a lot of things today. This is why, um... I need to make a list. Hey, lists are good. You have lots of notebooks. I do. And you have a whiteboard, I think. Also true. So. <laughs> You're sick, though. It's okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I think I was sleepy. Oh, She's been so sleepy. So she told me she went to bed at 7 a.m. That's true. But. Yeah, that was true. I wasn't, like, fully ready to go to bed when I got home at 5.30, so. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. We're on opposite shifts, y'all. It's, it's bananas. It is bananas. It's so bananas. It's, I can't even. It'll align soon enough here. One of these days. Anyway, I got Ashley a, a lamp for our room, and it's just a, a spooky ghoul man. And there's a picture of Shaggy holding Scooby-Doo, and it just says, Ruff, Ruff. It's so cool. It's cute. I I love it a lot. Anyways, that's all I wanted. Now I can get you get you finished with this story. I was so ready to be all creeped out. Okay, so we left off, and um, let's see. Claire had just signed uh, her will that she had changed and um, apparently she was going to be leaving a stipend of 25 pounds to Linda and you know her business per year oh yeah and uh, Dorothea was also being rushed away they were being rushed out of their apartment the Buena Vista apartments in Seattle um, very secretly and off to an unknown location it's also, like, interesting to me that they, the last thoughts before, while they were gravely ill and being whisked away, <clears throat> being whisked away, like, they thought, I have to allocate $25 a month to her. Yeah, she has got to have some. The last thing that I would also be thinking of. Yeah. You know, whatever. Not food. So, Dorothea is being rushed away. Claire's being rushed away. And, you know, I just had this thought that was like, okay, so she's taking them somewhere else now. But one of them is obviously gravely ill. So, how long is she going to, like, continue this? 
journey with them, knowing that one of them is kind of on the way out. Also, is she, like, keeping them separated from them? Because I know they were in separate ambulances, but, like... I think that's probably just because they couldn't transport two people in, like, one ambulance. Yeah. But I don't know if she's keeping them separated or not. Because I imagine, like, seeing your sister on her deathbed would, like, spark you to change something if you were Well, there was, like, a lot of shady shit going on all at once, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were separated. Yeah, that's kind of... I feel like that's the only way that would be able to work. I mean, they were being treated in, like, their own apartments, and the apartment that they were staying in had, like, a two-bedroom. It was, like, a requirement that they had. Mm, They're going to stay in an apartment. It has to be a two-bedroom, and it has to be nice. Well, of course, only the finest. Only the finest, that's true. But yeah, I mean, how long was she planning on keeping them? Like, was she really keeping them till like, they were both going to die? Or was she keeping them, I don't know, simply until they, like, ran out of cash? Like, I don't know. Well, I think that goes back to whether she had intended to ever, like, treat anybody or if she had just intended to kill them and steal their money. I think she just selected the right ones. She was like, you're weak, you know, I think I'm going to take advantage of you. I'm just going to, like, murder you a little bit. I'm just going to, you know what, we're just going to continue on this path. I really need to see all your possessions that you have. Who do you communicate with? (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, these sisters have been in her care for quite some time. She was rushing them off to her home in Olala. That was her other destination that she was taking them. That was the secret destination. Obviously, they're turning into skin and bones and these apartments and people are starting to notice, which is why she had them secretly rushed out, you know, so nobody could see exactly what was going on and nobody knew where they were going. Yeah. Um, But on April 30th, the sister's childhood nanny, her name was Margaret Conway. She received a mysterious telegram summoning her to visit them in Olala. Weird. Isn't that crazy? And she hadn't talked to them in, like, probably quite some time. But she was very prominent in their lives being brought up. So she was kind of like another mother figure, so to speak. Oh, of course. Um, but she was in uh, Australia when she got that telegram. She set sail from Sydney, um, Australia, and she arrived a week later in Seattle on June 1st. So she just hopped on a boat. Just she, immediately. She, well, and it's kind of mysterious as to like how exactly she got this note. Some think that um, Dora, Dorothea, mm-hmm. people call her Dora, uh, they thought Dora had sent it to her somehow. Okay, like before she... Before the whole ordeal had happened where they were, like, taken away. Um, but nevertheless, they she did get a mysterious letter, and she showed up. She was like, something right. Okay, let's go. So when she got there on June 1st, she was informed by Linda that Claire had passed only a couple of days earlier. Oh, no. Um, And when she died, she weighed less than 50 pounds. Holy shit. She went in there as, like, a healthy young woman. That's blows my mind. Isn't that crazy? Kevin weighs more than 50 pounds. Kevin, Homer weighs double that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure 
also weigh 50 pounds. Why? He's 13 pounds, okay? He's just a big, healthy cat. Yeah, right. I was thinking of Jeff. Jed is also a 13-pounder. He's 13 pounds. Yes, he is. No way. They're like little perfect-sized turkeys. (laughs) (laughs) So after she had gotten news that uh, Claire had passed, Margaret was intent on seeing uh, Dora and was taken to the home of Linda and Samuel Hazard, where Dora was staying alone in a shack on the property. Poor girl, like, wasting away. Mm -hmm. Alone in a shack. Like, it wasn't even, like, a cool shack. It was just, like, a... It was literally just, like, four walls of wood, dirt floor shack. And her best friend's sister just died. And her sister had just passed, yeah, so... Dora, uh, Dora begged Margaret in private to take her away from that place during that visit, but the next day she changed her mind. Weird. For whatever reason. And I don't know if it was because she was, like, terrified of Linda or, like, if she was still under this impression that, like, her treatment was going to work. Like, I don't know. What treatment do they think they're getting at this point? Yeah, at that point, I don't know. But I think maybe at it was, that point, it was kind of, maybe her mind was just a little bit not there anymore. Yeah, and, and probably more of a fear-based thing. And it's more of a fear-based thing, yeah. And I think that's what happened. So, Margaret ended up staying in the area for, like, a while because she was constantly trying to convince Dora, you need to leave with me. She wasn't going to leave without her. So she ended up staying for a long time in the area. But during a 4th of July celebration, so remember, she got there in June, and now it's July. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she uh, was approached by two other patients of Linda's that were staying on the property, and they begged her to help them escape. Poor guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they stated that they were being held against their will. And this prompted Margaret to confront Linda and Sam and inform them that she was taking Dora and they were going to leave. Like, she's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Like, we're I'm done playing around. This is not. Yeah, like, this is not how people live. Like, this is not right. It, it sounds so, like, beyond belief, you know? Isn't that crazy? Like, can you imagine if you were, like, trying to get your... If you were trying to get me out of, like, a hostage situation, I was just like, nah, Ash, I'm good. <laughs> and I'm obviously just, like, starving and unhealthy. Right? It's just like, uh... I'm just like, Actually, no, I understand. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's fine. It's fine. No. No. Not fine. Not happening. Um. So. Yeah. Uh. She confronted Linda and Sam about leaving with Dora, and at that time, uh. Margaret was told that Dora would not be leaving because Linda and Sam had made themselves the legal guardians of her. You can't make yourself the guardian of somebody. Just Isn't like, that crazy? And she was like, I don't know what evidence they provided to her of this. I'm sure it was just some like that they made up. And then she was like, okay, how do I discredit this? Something kind of. their lawyer. Yeah, something their lawyer drafted up. Um, and it was at that point that Margaret went to go see Dora and Claire's uncle, who was living in Portland. 
because he was like their closest living relative. She wasn't actually a relative. Yeah. So I guess that kind of had an impact on like exactly how much she could do. But once the uncle got involved, they stated that Dora over, she she owed over $2,000 in medical bills. And they stated that they would not release her until the debt was paid. That is so fishy. You don't say. Just the most fishy when she. Yeah. That's not sketchy at all. Not even. Not even $2,000 is like a lot of money. That's probably. At that time. You know what I mean? At least, you know, $20,000. I didn't do the the conversion, and I'm sorry. I didn't. I couldn't do it because I was. I guess I didn't get hung up on that, but that's a lot of money in that time. So much money in that time. And I mean, those girls probably have it, but it probably is a lot of it. Yeah, but that's just like a large chunk of change for what? Because she's just a star. Wait, what what exactly guided What kind of miracle is happening right now? Exactly. Okay, so here's the deal. You pay me. $30 $30 a day, and I don't let you eat. And you can't go anywhere. And you can't leave. Also, we're going to kill your VF. Uh, sound good? That's a deal. Deal. Yeah, it's a deal. I'm into it. I'm into it, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, absolutely oh. not. So, um, they said that they would not release her until the debt was paid, and... They negotiated the price, and Dora was released to her uncle. Oh, thank goodness. But they still had to negotiate that price. Of course. Because why not? And she weighed in at 60 pounds at that point. Poor baby. She wasn't got yet, but she was very She was close. Almost dead. And even though she's, like, you can't just, like, start eating again either after that. You have to, like, ease into it. it, yeah. And there's still, like, a lot of danger. There's so much to do. Like, imagine how terribly, like, you know your organs aren't probably going to be functioning properly. No, you're going to probably die early. I mean, like, I did a five-day fast one day for one time, and it was, like, a mini fast. Like, only for the first two days you couldn't eat anything. And it was the worst thing. Could you, like, drink water? You could drink water. And could you have any, like, broth or anything? No. No calories. Like, there was this little uh, shake you could drink, and it was the worst but you're not going to want to. No, it was like you're like gagging. So all you can do is like sleep because you're so tired and drained. And that was only two days. Like, Why was, did you do that? Um, I was just clearing my system. I was trying something new. You know, How I like to like try it? things. Honestly, afterwards, I felt amazing. Yeah. And during the fast, like, it got a lot easier throughout the di- throughout the time. Uh-huh. Um, the biggest thing that I noticed is that I really miss snacking. Because I kind of like having You're little a huge things. snacker. Yeah. Because I don't really, like, eat meals. You don't eat meals I just like all. to eat, like, small things throughout the... Snack throughout yeah. the... Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, it was... It wasn't, like, fun for me because... I had to like really. You had to skip like eight snacks that day. I did, and I had to eat like proper meals. So I had to like eat at one time. I couldn't just like eat my vegetables that I cooked that day, and then a couple hours later eat the protein, and then like 30, 40 minutes later eat some like carrot chips. Like, are you be that way? That's true. I guess I hadn't noticed that you're only snacking. 
<laughs> you only say I am that. a really weird eater. You are a weird eater. It's, it's a thing. I'm just fine. I, yeah. Because I, I usually only eat, like, two meals a day. I'll probably, because, I, like, when I noticed when I was growing up, I would get super, like, nauseous in the mornings if I tried to eat breakfast. Oh, me too. So, like, I just stopped eating breakfast. And now, like, I really generally just don't enjoy breakfast food or, like, things they serve at breakfast time. I don't it's either. really sugary a lot of the time. I could do, like, a, a smoothie or something in the morning. I could do, like, a Benedict. I love me a good Benedict. I mean, I do too. But, but I'm usually not, like, eating this in the morning. That's another thing. Is yeah. I, I eat, like, maybe after 11.30 is probably the, eat, the earliest that I can eat. The people, like, that wake up and they have to have, like, a huge meal in the mornings, I'm just like, how do you do that? Ugh, that sounds so gross. Know, to me, it sounds like the most nauseating thing. That's but, like, to other people, that's just normal. So I'm like, yeah. I usually eat two meals a day and that's about it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know how much what I eat equates to, but. I don't know. Some of them. always have just leftovers. That's true. Today I was starving when I got here. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't really want to stop on the way. So, like, I'll just starve. And then Ash's hubby made some steaks. And he, I, get, I got a couple snack bites and I was I said it that way, but that's the only way I can read it. And 
he heard about George's situation, and as a fellow British citizen, that made him like take extra attention because he was like, "Something right about that bitch." Um, so he freed Dora from guardianship, and because I, I don't know how they actually got like a legal document saying that they were her guardians, because she was like over thirty, I think. At this point. That's the thing is, it takes a lot to declare somebody like not. And, like how mentally not competent did she have to be to just like let that happen? Which is what happens when you're starving. Exactly. You can't think straight. And I think that's how she got away with this for so long. But he took a personal interest and he freed her from their like guardianship and um, ultimately instigated like a court case against Linda Hazard for the death of Claire Williamson. So now this is beginning the courts. Um, the ensuing investigation in Kitsap County Superior Court case was heavily covered by the press, and some articles like defended Hazard, but most painted like a really terrible picture of her, which is fair. Fair enough. She sounds like a major bitch. I mean, she's a big old bee for sure. She's a big old bee. Big old bee. Yeah. Some people just are. True. You can't do anything about it. Like just lock them up. Actually, don't do that. No, I mean, like maybe though. It like lock them, not like lock them up. Like depends on that. Yeah, the type of bee they're in, or where you're locking them. Like lock them into their bedroom, or just keep them in their own house. Put them in the corner. Keep them in the car. Put them away. You know, if you're gonna be a bee, you have to stay in the car. Yeah. You can't come get ice cream. No. There you go. There you go. Um, on August 15th, 1911, Kitsap County authorities arrested Linda Hazard on the charges of first-degree murder for starving Claire Williamson to death. And the following January, Hazard's trial opened at the county courthouse in Port Orchard. 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 <sighs> it's hard to read. So, uh, spectators crowded the building to hear the servants and, like, the previously employed nurses to testify about, like, how the sisters had cried out in pain during the treatments and how they suffered through uh, Linda's popular treatments of hours-long enemas and very terrible baths and, you know, the pummeling that she issued as a quotations massage. She was really good at massage. So good at it. Leave tissue. And then there was what the prosecution called financial starvation. They discovered forged checks, forged letters, and other fraud that had emptied the Williamson estate. No. She emptied their estate. Which is crazy to me because, like, you're going to empty an estate and then demand that they still pay you on top of that. Greed is greed. Is and greed is greed. And greedy, greedy, greedy. It's interesting to me that, like, they did this to so many people and then it took this one girl who's, like, not from the U.S., like, for them to be like, hey, something's actually wrong here. Like, well, you're not supposed to do this. It's so fascinating because I feel like a lot of her deceased patients were not from the U.S. It sounds that way. Isn't that interesting? And then it just, like... And then they just kind of disappeared, I guess. Oh, hey, you're traveling. You must be far away from family that cares about you. Let's go ahead and hang out at my house and not eat. And not eat, yeah. And 
<laughs> so to make everything just a little bit worse, there was also the rumors that Hazard or Linda Hazard was in league with the Butterworth Mortuary. Oh no! Mm-hmm. It all connects. <laughs> it all connects. I know, but um, often benefiting from an unspoken agreement that the Butterworth Company had with the Hazards trying trading cash for their services. In other words, the rumor that was going around, the mortuary had switched Claire's body with a healthier one, so no one could see just how skeletal she looked while they did the autopsy when she died. But those were never proven to be true. I was going to say, didn't they say she was like 50 pounds? So if you're going with a healthier body, then she was less than that? Well, when they did the original autopsy, she weighed 50 pounds. But if she had, it wasn't done by um, that mortuary, I think. I think an actual other mortuary probably did it. Or she did it herself because she had that option as well. Well, yeah, she was a doctor by that piece of paper said so. Nevertheless, none of those rumors, nothing came to fruition from that. It was just rumors, even though Seattle was lawless. And I'm sure it was true. I'm sure it was true. I mean, they they got that giant building, the Butterworths. They have, like, so many things to fill up in there. Oh, yeah. Remember, they had the multi-purpose building, and they had the morgue that was just, like, giant because they couldn't... They couldn't get enough bodies in there, so they had to, like, expand. Of course. They just crammed it full of bodies and bodies. Bodies and bodies. But anyway, that was just a rumor. And that hadn't been proven true. Um, oh, yeah. And then that kind of reminded me of the story that you told about the morgue. Like, the, yeah, Georgetown, the Georgetown morgue. And how it was lawless. It was lawless. That's the thing. I wonder, like... I'm not saying, like, that would be, like, a business that most, like, criminals would get into, but it seems like a pretty, like, I don't know, make sensible criminal career choice because you can just, like, get rid of your bodies and nobody would ever know because you just have all the equipment right there. I mean, a lot of bodies end up on the black market. Oh, I did not know that. Like, a lot of murder bodies or, like, just bodies in general. I think you can go on the black market to get stuff like livers and stuff. I've never tried to get in the black market. I've also never tried it, but that's just what I hear. I feel like I would just do something stupid enough to just Google black market. I think it is that simple, though. Is it really? I think so. I've never tried it. I don't know. I've never tried it, and I don't know. I don't... I was going to say, I just don't need that kind of heat, you know? Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble, and I also don't want anyone looking for me. I don't know. I have, I don't think my household would run without me, so I think I I can't Google the black market. Yeah, that would be tough. But, I mean, you know, if somebody knows, if they've ever ventured onto it and they want to tell I've us heard, about like, it. Dark web stories, but I've never actually I mean, yeah. I watched that show on Discovery Plus, but there was a show. It was like a Discovery Channel show about the dark web. I don't know. I don't know. I watch all those some shows. They're I wonderful. I, I love know, them. I love it. Absolutely. I love them so much. So So Linda refused to take any responsibility for Claire's death during this trial. Well of course. And the deaths of any of her other patients to be quite honest. Uh, she believed, as she wrote in her book, if you died during a fast, you had something that was going to kill you soon anyway. 
Obviously. That could be true, I suppose. But also, it does. It definitely doesn't help. I mean, the stomach cancer guy. Like, yeah, he probably would have died. But yeah. he also. Re- oh, sorry. That's okay. She like, really pushed them further along. She sure did. Um, but that was her perspective, and the trial was an attack on her position as a, a successful woman, and a battle between conventional medicine and natural medicine. That's what she thought this trial was about, and she was just such an empowered, leading lady. Like she was being put on trial for it. I'm not gonna say like I couldn't see that happening. Sure. You know, but from the sounds of it, though, she is batshit crazy. And it also sounds like she's guilty. Guilty as the guiltiest person that has ever been guilty. That was my gavel slam. That was a good gavel That was my gavel (laughs) She said, I I agree that she is guilty. I declare guilty, guilty. Guilty, she is guilty. So some other names in, like, the natural health world agreed and offered their support, but none were ever given the chance to testify on her behalf. Like, they had even drafted petitions to get her dismissed and that never went anywhere. It was like, we don't want you or your crazy ass friends here. Get the, fudge, get the fudge out of here. Get out. Get out. So the court also presented a ton of evidence and testimony of the forgery and the Williamson sisters will and personal documents. So not only is she guilty of murder, she's also guilty of fraud. Where's her husband during this time? I asked myself that question a lot during this research. Um, I couldn't really find anything about, like, where he was hanging. Maybe he was just kind of hanging back in the shadows because he obviously had to be involved. Like, there's no way he wasn't involved. But either she loved him so much that she never gave up his name or somehow they just didn't really care about her husband. They just assumed that he was just, like, a guy on the side for her and that he didn't have any hand in it. They really only wanted to prosecute her. So I don't know exactly what happened. Does it mention him again? Or maybe he's dead. Maybe he just, like, you know, quote-unquote left her. Her. Okay. But I'll get to that. But during this whole thing, I have no idea where Sam went. I have no That's idea. so weird. I'm sure if I did, like, really deep digging, there was, like, a book that I started listening to on audiobooks, and it was called Starvation Heights. It was written, uh, written by Greg Olson, who's, like, one of my favorite authors. But... I didn't get to that part of the book. I started listening in the beginning, and then I could, I just had to be done with this project, so I stopped listening to it, and I'm sorry. That was very thorough of me, but... Whatever, you'll finish it. It was a 15-hour-long book, and oh my God. I was like, I got time, but, like, I really don't. So... That's a lot of paying attention. But he is one of my favorite authors, so maybe I'll finish it at some point, and I'll come back with an update. Okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah. So, um... There was also evidence that Linda and Sam had helped themselves to the sisters' jewelry and their personal clothing. And so they left that to them. No, of course not. And not only the Williamson sisters, but others that she had starved to death to get a hold of their finances. She was often seen around her, like just around and about, wearing their clothes and their jewelry. How obvious can you be? Yeah, I don't know. So, as a result, the evidence 
stacked against her and her baby, like her behavior in court, because she was also trying to like uh, coach the jury, or just trying to not coach them, but you know, like make signals to them while a certain people were testifying against her, and she just kind of dismissed everything that everybody was saying. She made such a show in court about, like, how she was just being prosecuted because she was a respected woman. But she wasn't a respected woman in her field. I mean, apparently somebody did respect her because she had all these people advocating for her. For, like, alternative... the alternate medicine. But, like, the medicine overall, it sounds like most people thought she was absolutely crazy. Not torture. Doing not doing a good job of being a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as a result of the evidence stacked against her and her behavior in court, on February 7th, uh, 1912, Linda was sentenced to get ready. Two to 20 years in prison for manslaughter. What a range. Two to 20 years. Two to 20. For manslaughter, not even murder. Manslaughter. Anywhere in between there. I mean, like, I get manslaughter because that's kind of what that's there for. Yeah. But shouldn't they have, like, racked up the charges in that point? Like, if you know that you're going for manslaughter, why don't you, like... Her husband did two years for bigamy. Right? That's that's where I'm at. Like, her husband did two years for bigamy, and that's just being married to too many people. And how many did she kill? Like, she killed a whole mess of people, and she got charged with one of them. Yeah, they were only charging her for one. And, yeah, that's... And then it got let go as manslaughter. That's... That's bananas. I can't believe that. Bananas, bananas, bananas. The shit is bananas. Absolutely. It's crazy. So many letters asking for Linda's release were written, including a petition signed by 121 New Zealanders stating that they should uh, look upon Dr. Hazard and realize that her incarnation was a terror, incarceration, sorry, was a terrible <laughs> loss. Um, an appeal was made to the Supreme Court, but it was rejected. Good. Thank goodness. Something did something right. And in December 1913, Linda was uh, surrendered herself to the penitentiary in Walla Walla. So that's where she should be, absolutely. Absolutely, that's where she should be. So I just want to get into Dora, like a little bit after what happened after the trial. Yeah. So after the trial, Dora, uh, she married an old family friend named Reverend Windham Chaplin on May 7th, 1914. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she moved on. Her sister was lost, but like she actually did get married. You know, she had to have a companion in life. And the two settled in England, but only a few months after the marriage, her husband drowned in August. No! Yeah. Just bad news bears all bad around news bears her. for Dora, I know. And she died in January of uh, 1945 at the age of 72. Wow, she lived a long life. Which is pretty long, yeah. 1945. Okay. So, in 1916, I just wanted to get that out. Like, she... She married, but, you know, her, her life was still kind of a little sad. A little tragic. A little tragic, because she never really escaped it. And it kind of seems like it followed her, because at first it was her parents, and then it was her sister, and then it was her husband, like, all these people uh, that she loves. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was really sad, but she made it out. 
1916, after serving two years in prison, Linda was pardoned by Governor Lister, and nobody knows why. With one condition. You want to get what the one condition was? I I wish that it was that she would never practice quote unquote medicine again, but I know it's not going to be that because it's not going to be that like it's not that simple. Right? It's not that simple, and it's going to be something so stupid. She was pardoned on the one condition that she moved to New Zealand, and he also revoked whatever excuse she had for a medical license. She had to move to New Zealand after two years. And then he revoked her license. You know what happened? He was tired of getting all those dumb letters. So he was like, you want her so bad, just take Take her. her. (laughs) Exactly. I cannot read another one of these stupid letters. Oh, my God. Take her, New Zealand. We don't want her. (laughs) So Linda and Sam, her hubby, they're still together. And they said... Yes, they left. They left, and while there, she thrived. Oh, of course, she she thrived in New Zealand. That is so wild. And she continued to practice as an osteopath, and she published another book called Diet and Disease and Systemic Cleansing. She made enough money. Okay, so she was making bank in New Zealand. She was racking up them dollars. You want to know what this dumpy did? Uh, yes. She made enough money to return to Owala in 1920. Why? She built that dream sanitarium that she had always wanted to build. She built it there. Why she went back to the exact same place? And where they were like, you can't do this Where they said, nah, we don't want you here. Who knows why she did that? But she did it. She built her dream sanitarium that she always wanted. And I don't know if it was the exact same property that she had before. But regardless, she went back to the same city. Excuse me. Tiny hiccup. And... Yeah, I was also wondering, like, what happened to her husband here? I was like, is he telling her, like, listen, listen, Linda, this is a bad idea. So why would, why would we go back? No. I mean, I don't understand. So, okay, so it's like, as effed up as all of this is, and it's terrible and tragic, and... It should not have happened. All I keep thinking are the balls on this woman. She was a pioneer of a lady. She was you like, know, she was a a confident well, and very severe woman. I was gonna say, well, confident is like where the word con comes from. Confident. The con that the con that she fostered because she was just she just went for it. It blows like my, it blows my mind. Like, and I know it shouldn't because people are terrible and they do terrible things. But like the the balls on her, dude. She's getting these people to do it to themselves. She was 
there without like yeah, she's the formality very, of it. Like, very good at like being personable to people, or you know, like yeah. they listen to her for whatever reason. I I would go as far as saying this sounds like a cult to me. I even read like not to backtrack or anything, but yeah. like when the um the sisters were corresponding with her at first, like, before they got there, because they were actually spending time in California before they came to Washington. They were corresponding with her about, like, her opinion on whether they should come, and she would correspond back and forth with them, but she would be like, alright, please send me $5 now, because she gave them an opinion. And I was like, you just mail money like that? I don't know. Oh. But they did it. What's that's what's wild to me is like all these people are just like yeah no that makes sense like I'm fine with that here here take all my money take all my food like because they respect take my her as a doctor take all my like body as I, yeah and like, like respected her opinion thinking that she knew a little bit of what she was talking about it's just yeah I mean like, that part makes sense but it's just it's so hard to wrap your head around and the amount of people that she killed and we don't even know how many people end up dying sure. in New Zealand oh, or yeah. along the way she picked up vagrants and had them like help out on her her sanitarium grounds and then just like yeeted them into the ground as well you know she just sounds like a callous woman that could do anything like this I'm just not Research. She did a great job, Meg. I always feel like I could do more, but yeah. well, I mean, we can probably always do more. But we at the same time, more, but I'm trying to keep it concise. And you know, we have to be able to we have to leave some mystery, so that way you would want to find out more about these things. Yeah, you should. You should check out this story. Um, I'm not quite done yet, but <laughs> well, anyway, so she moved back to Olala and she opened. A new clinic under a new name, no. and she called this clinic the School of Health. Oh, which gosh. she was no longer licensed to practice medicine, so she called her patients students. She wasn't practicing on them anymore; she was teaching them. That seems like such a basic lesson. Uh huh. Yeah. So she continued to supervise fast until the school burned down. In 1935. Well, that tracks, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. during the remaining years of Linda's life, after so much bad press and, like, town-wide suspicion, she had fewer than 10 patients in her sanitarium before the fire. The fact that there was still any there, like, at all, and the fact that this health school operated for so long, yes. I don't quite, I still don't quite understand. I also, so did anybody see the fact that she was back and was like, hey, I remember that name from a little bit ago, and like, she wasn't supposed to be here. Did anybody check up on that? 
the fact that she started a school kind of gave her that wink wink loophole that she needed because now she wasn't a doctor now she was just a teacher if they come to learn again that's on their own free will of course isn't that crazy I don't understand I just want to give you a little bit of relief at the end of this story okay I'm ready for it If, if you're ready for it I'm ready for it uh, I just want to tell you about her death. Lay it on me. I'm ready. Oh, I want her to die. Linda tried to perform her practices on herself. She started a fast and she died on June 24th, 1938, in the same house that she had made in Olala. Wow. She fasted herself to death. So is she also just a little bit crazy? Did she enema herself? I don't know. Huh. Well, I just know that she fasted herself till she died. That's. I would like to think more that she like enema herself to death, but they like didn't want to say that in the press. So I'm gonna believe that. Maybe that's exactly. But she happened. probably fasted herself to death because you know, she was trying. She was insane. Point. She was trying to prove a point, and uh, she must have had something that was already gonna kill her. So. Right. That's why she was fasting, because she felt like she was dying. So the townspeople of Owella called the sanitarium. Remember, she called it Wilderness Heights yeah. in the beginning. They had nicknamed it Starvation Heights. Oh, Due to the amount of stragglers that came wandering into town, begging locals for food and salvation. Wow. Um, the people of Olala knew that Linda Hazard and her husband were, like, never up to any good. They saw straight through them. They said, no, it's not me, right? And they knew to stay away from the property. You cannot sit with us. She could also, like, they said that they could see them walking through the woods nearby town and that they're afraid to talk to them due to this entire town being scared of this doctor for, like, this possession that she had over people. She might just be a witch. She might be a swamp witch. Maybe she was stealing people's youth, just sucking it right out of them. Well, she does look... I mean, she has an interesting face. Again, I'll show you her picture, like, before this is over. Okay. But after the property burned down, it was never salvaged, and the home that Linda lived in and died in... Um, with her husband is now well it was privately owned and it was closed off to the public but it no longer exists nobody lives there the only thing that is left of the sanitarium that burned down was the foundation and the makeshift crematorium that she used ooh gross spooky Mm -hmm. that would be so spooky just and I couldn't imagine wanting to own that well I think the people that previously bought it like didn't really know I think after so many years, it's not, you don't have to legally disclose exactly, like, what happened on the property. Oh, like, a quick Google search probably would have solved that right up. But, yeah, but, like, you're just buying a house, and, like, you just see, like, like, countryside and land, and you're like, okay. Yeah, that sounds fine. Sure. What a nice house. Good price? Yeah, Yeah, let's take it. But, oh, my gosh, the spirits that must linger there so unsatisfied. So unsettled. But maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just like, yep, I was done. I just couldn't get through it. I wasn't strong enough to fast for 50 days. You know, 
few days. So that's not a lot. This is not. This is such a hard story because you want to feel one way about it, which is heartbroken for these people. But you like said in the last one, like you still have that like brain block. That's like, why didn't you just leave? Like, so, and I think. Again, I didn't do as much into this as I could have, but I think there was part of them that, like, Linda and Sam were both, like, refusing to let them leave, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it just, it just seems like, why would you get into that? That's more of my thing, like, because it's not... Okay, so let me just think about it from this angle. Like, in an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. it starts out really good, right? Yeah. You, you feel great, like, love bombing all the time, just just great things. Yeah. Okay? But this one started out shitty. Yeah, it started real bad. They didn't get into it, and they were like, oh, here's a wonderful juice cleanse. Let me make you all these high quality juices from these, you know, grains from the earth, all these things. This is a wonderful community. We're all happy here. No, everybody was... Everybody's saying wasting away. They're saying don't do it. Don't go there. So, I guess that's my feeling on this. Yeah. It was an amazing story. I, I love the way you told it. I'm captivated. I'm just uh, in that, that, you know, mode where it just doesn't... Makes sense. It doesn't make sense. I know. Like, why did they do this thing? I don't know. But, but why? But why? But why? You know, it's just, just why? Sam Hazard died eight years later. Okay. She died before he did, but I, again, I don't know how. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know Sam's story. Sam is a mystery. Sam is a... a Why did he choose Linda? What did she have on him? him? How did he die? What was his role in this? Well, she obviously didn't kill him. Well, yeah, that's something. She did love him. It sounds like she very much did. Yeah. And she was one of those people who could just take what she wanted. Yeah. Mm. After the property bound down... It was never salvaged. Um, and when I read this article, it was talking about uh, Greg Olson. He actually went to the property before they had, you know, sold it and whatever, had it demolished. Um, he said that he could still see the old concrete box that was assumed to be the incinerator. Uh, and uh, that... Linda's dream sanitarium included a crematory and a morgue and a place to store bodies and do homemade autopsies that she performed on her own patients. So she pl- she planned for people to die. That was like her, her you know, one of two ways. Yeah. You're either going to die or you're going to be just fine. During this interview, the family that lived in the house before it was demolished, they said that they had seen apparitions of small boys and girls. Um, Many mediums had visited the property prior to that, and they had all had different experiences. Uh, The owner at the time said that she had claimed she was home alone making dinner once, and her back was turned to the wall behind her for like several minutes. And when she turned around, all of her chairs in her kitchen were stacked up against the door. 
feel the dark presence of Linda and she wants to communicate that she will never give up her home and she wants to take everyone who lives there down. I could see that. She seems like the type that she does seem like a real bitch. Her right, her sticky little soul coming on back to stupid Alala. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. why didn't she just stay in amazing New Zealand? walking along the road along the woods and the property itself around the house oh my god they often claim to hear screaming at night coming from the Wallace Crumble building yeah. I mean like that totally makes sense yeah there's also a cemetery that is there um, it's filled with long-lost pioneers, and it is rumored to be the burial site of many of the victims of starvation heights patients, although there is no evidence of this, and no one has been buried there since 1930. So, there is this cemetery that you can get to that is technically on that property, but it's not like a... F- it's its own thing. Okay. Um, people can go up there, but there is a lot of headstones, and then a lot of them are just unmarked. Well, and if she was, like, if she had a crematorium, she was probably just cremating and then, like, sprinkling them over there. Mm-hmm. But before she had the crematorium, she had to put them somewhere. Exactly. And she put them in an old graveyard that had already been there from when the pioneers moved. Oh, that'd be crazy. I wonder if... Yeah, if it wasn't, like, such a thing to bear, like, dig people up. That'd be crazy to see. (laughs) If it wasn't such a thing to dig people up. (laughs) That did not... (laughs) That did not come out the way you thought it might. You know what's crazy is that it's actually my thought. Like, that was absolutely... It wasn't so crazy to just dig people up. I love that so much. Um, I mean, it, obviously, I don't love that it happened and sucks, but the, the way you told the story was chef's kiss. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, that was page nine of nine, and yes. that is part two of uh, the story.
Victoria Linda Husser. Also, as a as a big you know finale for Washington. Oh yeah, because we're gonna leave Washington and let it rest for a little while until we go do some field trips. Yeah, and we're gonna be moving on to the sixth. Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. We have some fun stories. It's not gonna be not gonna be exactly the same. There's some different different themes that we have going on, but we're really excited to venture on out, and uh, hopefully we can keep uh, keep it going in this keep it going in the second state. Yeah, and then keep it in the spirit, and like keep it in the spirits in the second state. Second state. Second state. Well. That's all I got for you. Yeah, me too. So. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's all. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.